Hello, good afternoon, Michael Wynn, Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, Division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Uh, and I'm joined uh, by Katie Lillyfield. Thank you, Katie Lilly. Sorry, Katie Lilly, uh, for joining me uh, as we discuss, this is episode five, uh, as we discuss the book Traction by Gina Whitman. So, even though th this is episode five, we're, we're really wrapping up chapter three um, because chapter three was packed with so much incredible information. It really paints the picture of and helps um, the readers who've gone through the book to, to be able to put together their vision traction organizer, which is known as the BTO. Um, so we'll come back to that, but, but let's dive into where we left off. What we're going to cover today, guys, is um, mapping out your 10-year target, your three-year picture, and your one-year plan. And I thought it was really interesting, like, I, especially right now, Katie, I feel like, you know, if, if you're a business and you're trying to think about what your business looks like 10 years from today, I know. like, people who went through this book in the year 1999... Right. <laughs> right. And we're trying to think about what was their business going to look like 10 years from now. Right. There was one really big piece yeah. in the world that didn't exist. Right. Was the internet. Mm -hmm. Right. That's impacted your business huge. Right. It's, it's, in fact, it's probably one of the core pieces of your business. Right. We'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Um, but for businesses today, if you're trying to think about your 10-year plan, I think this is where most businesses need to understand what is disruption and, and how is disruption, you know, impacting industries in all verticals, like transportation was disrupted by Uber, um, you know, uh, uh, food delivery. And, and I think, you know, for any, any company, I think you need to understand that whoever is closest to the consumer is going to win. Keep that in your mind. And then also just look back historically within just the last few years and look at some of the industries and how they've been disrupted. And then try to put that as a lens as you try to imagine what you want for your company. Because if you ignore that, you could really be in trouble. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I, I do like that in the book, Gino says, okay, you know, talk about what what's your revenue size, what's your staff size, uh, and what your what your direction is, and then what are some of the measurables um, in order for you to to recognize whether or not you're even on target for that ten year. Any takeaways from you that you thought in that little section? On a ten year, yeah, it's just so hard because I have five hundred ideas every day, so I'm just <laughs> like, which ones am I gonna do? Right. Um, but. I know I want it to be total bookkeeping domination. Yeah. Whatever that looks like. But going back to what you said about the disruption. Mm -hmm. So what we've done is we we went through our core values last week. Mm -hmm. And one of our core, we only we have six. And one of them is growth oriented. Yes. And right. and then we had bullets under that, and it mean and one of those is we embrace change mm. and i feel like if we can create that culture of embracing change that's just what we do we're always looking for oh is there an app that can automate that you know and, and yeah. we think that's fun we're like oh i think we can find an app that'll do this and, and then we automate that process and if that's just our culture and our way of doing things then i think that'll help us 
really push through any type disruption that may happen in the next um, 10 years. So I feel like that does kind of go hand in hand in that if you develop a culture that embraces that, you'll be more resilient to whatever the change is that's coming our way. Yeah. You know, because I agree that it's hard to say we're going to be in 10 years, but I do know it's going to be, I don't know, we created our accountability chart too in such a manner that we can now we know exactly how to grow based on that accountability chart and at right. what point. So we know, okay, when we hit this many bookkeepers and this many hours, yeah. that's when we need to bring on another bookkeeping manager. Mm-hmm. That's when we, you know, so that kind of helps too with the, the, the 10 year growth of how, how we do that. Yeah. Um, but as far as where I want to be in 10 years, I don't know. I'll just be getting my youngest off to college. <laughs> You know, I, I think for us, I think, you know, um, the agencies of, you know, the 80s and 90s, and, and even if you go back to like, you know, Don Draper and, and Madden, you know, like, you know, these, these advertising and PR agencies, you know, they built these monoliths of buildings with, you know, lots of employees. And, and I just don't know, that that's not the model that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, I do believe that we are in the process of, of building a uh, an army of creatives because I do think that the creative class um, is gonna continue to uh, build and demand because of what's happening in the, in the internet and the social web, um, because of all the posts on Instagram and all the posts on Snapchat, and all the videos on YouTube, like the create, the need for more, for a volume of creative is greater than ever before. And so, um, you know, I know that that's going to be part of the vision is for me to have like this really, this army, this network mm-hmm. of, um, you know, creatives. But I, I'm not tied to the brick and mortar building no, to, to, to access that, right? Like I'd rather have 30 creatives who are, you know, doing stuff out of Starbucks or right. in their living room or sitting in their pajamas, you know, at night. like. I'm not tied to the idea that you have to be in the building from nine to five to get the work done. Right. And that's exactly you know? that's exactly where I am. My yeah. bookkeepers, I do have one that works in Starbucks like she does her bank. She yeah. wants to get off, she goes to Starbucks and she knocks out her bookkeeping and she's done. Right. Yeah. Right. Cool, cool. All right, three year picture. So I, I like this one. This one is a little bit easier, I think, to kind of wrap your hands around. I think when you look at um, you know, how can you sort of project your future growth? Uh, you know, in revenue, look at specific profit numbers, number of clients, number of staff, number of locations, maybe you're going to have multiple locations, and then breaking down, like, what are the operational factors, like, are you going to need more desks, or more phones, or more computers, you know, more email accounts, you know, and, and kind of what that ripple effect is, um, you know, for that, for that growth, and then the other piece that I thought was really interesting, or was really smart, was, you know, looking at the roles within the organization as the organization starts to scale. Because, you know, if you're at a three to four to six person and you go to 20, like that's going to be a different dynamic. And so what are going to be the different roles? And so um, talk to me about what you thought about your sort of three-year picture. So I've given no thought to my picture. Okay, very good. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got my 10-year vision and I've got my one-year uh, but I don't have a three-year. Okay. I don't know why that's just not materializing for me. I mean, it really isn't. I have no idea. Because we've grown faster in the last two than I ever imagined. 
So I just am like, wow. And and I'm very blessed because we've grown strictly um, word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And Michael did this fantastic marketing plan for us. And it's fantastic. And I I can't wait to implement that. And I'm just like, wow, where will we be when we're actually going out and like selling, you know? So it's so this year for us is so much about putting in the infrastructure. And I think that's why I can't get past this year. Because I feel like, I don't know. So I just, this is a good story I wanted to share. So I did my billing this week. Right. And there was a lot of admin time. A lot of admin time. And so, of course, naturally, I want to take that admin time and time to buy a billable right and see how much money I lost, you know, and then cry. So I didn't even look. I was like, I'm not going to come up and look. And I just, I was like, I have to think of this as an investment. This is an investment. I am putting in infrastructure that's going to take us to the next level in the form of non-billable hours. You know, um, we are taking the time to just map everything out and fix things that are broken. And um, and so it's an infrastructure thing. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And, and we kind of had a, it was, it was a little bit of a, um, well, the, the meeting that we had, um, it was, I want to say it was early last week, you know, we sat down and, and I had been sort of looking at some of the growth numbers and, you know, I was, I was using a rough number like, okay, you work 40 hours a week, like that's, you know, basic number or whatever. Uh, there's four weeks average in a month, whatever. So you have 160 hours ish. You know, we're not talking scientifically data, how many, but roughly. But and then I thought, I don't want to work 160 hours just straight up, like Bill. like a machine billable. Yeah. Like that's yeah. not realistic. Yeah, right? yeah, it's not realistic. And so you know, it took me a minute though to kind of like part of it was greedy, like let's do 160 and then if you multiply that times 12 months like how can we get to a million dollars you know i mean right but but as i started working through it and, and as you know we got together with the staff and i thought you know the reality is what you just said is is there some percentage where you're like working on the business right you know it's administrative or it's just general task and and so you have to allocate some some time for that or you know it's going to get ignored right. and, and that's going to break. Yeah. yeah, it's not going to work. And so, so we figured, okay, well, we need some component of, of that. And then the other part that I thought about, you know, one of the things in just the last year, really, for me, maybe a year and a half, is, you know, obviously, you know, I've lost weight and I feel really energetic, but, you know, I've, I've really cut back on just like binging Netflix and stuff and, because I'm watching other videos that are <laughs> inspirational to right, me, right. whether it's Gary Vaynerchuk or whether it's, you know, uh, Simon Sinek or, you know, whoever sort of the thought leaders are right. in, in growth. And, and, and so I'm doing more of that, which, which I consider, you know, personal development. And so I know how it's impacted me and how it's changed my attitude towards, towards the business. Mm-hmm. And so I want that for my people as well. Right. And so I've said, okay, let's carve out, you know, 10% of the day, you know, a half hour a day that that our people can can get better at their craft, whether it's Google time or, you know, listening to a podcast right, and just right. chilling, yeah. watching a video, you know, whatever it is. Like, so I guess that really goes back to culture in a way. Definitely. Right? Yeah, that's the first thing I was thinking. Yeah. And, and so like we talked about um, earlier in chapter three about, you know, your focus and, 
and uh, your core values. So I, I think it's kind of a culmination of all of those things. So now that we've had that conversation and I'm thinking about it in terms of a three-year picture, then I can say, okay, well, if there's, you know, let's say if we, you know, subtract all the admin and, and professional development out, then there's only 120 hours right. available. Right. And then the thing that I think we really realize is, is there's a set amount of time that, that we need to be able to really deliver value to our clients. And we talked about what is that time? Like, where's the minimum threshold to provide maximum value? Right, and so we established that. And what we realized was, it's just not realistic for one person to be able to handle, you know, more than eight clients at a time and really provide value. Right. You know, and so we were like, okay, well, if that's the case, then you know, how does that affect our billing and our per hour rate and our packages and our services? And so it really started to domino and and yeah. unfold on itself. Yeah, it very overwhelming. <laughs> well, it was clear. Like, where do we start now? Where do we start? Well, it now? was it was clarity though for us because oh, okay. you know okay. because we were like, oh my gosh, yes, this is what we want. This is the direction we want to go to, where we provide maximum value to our clients while not burning them out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Well, I think I forget who it was, but there's a self help person that, and they call it sharpening the saw. Mm. That's yeah. maybe seven hacks coming. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, coming, yeah, right? so he right. talks about sharpening the saw, and that sounds like what you guys, what you're wanting to do is, you know, really, if you value, if you're a creative agency and you value creativity, yes, you need to walk walk. Yep. You know, yep. and and so, and I I do the same thing. So I listen to podcasts about QuickBooks Online when I'm driving home. Nerd out. Totally nerding out. Right. So, um. So I get that. One thing I though when you were talking though um, that I did do with the whole admin time was we started to break out the admin time by HR, sales, marketing, and then just general administrative. Mm-hmm. And so what I like about that and what I think I'm gonna do, and we can get into it more when we get into like the data section mm-hmm. on here, is kind of trending that, trending, like just seeing, okay, we were at this many hours of admin and it was broken into these categories. And then just kind of see how that ends up and see. Where it you know, what, out. Yeah, like right. what's an average? What's a normal? When we did it that month, what happened to say, you know, and, and just, I don't know, just doing some analysis mm. on it and, and coming up with what, you know, what's reasonable. Yeah. Well, again, the main point, and, and we'll jump into the one-year plan because I think that what you just said, measurables, you know, if you don't have some type of a, you know, analytical engine uh, to be able to look at what am I doing, how am I being accountable for the hours that I have, um, you know, then it's really hard to, to map out a plan. But if you do have things like that, whether it's time record keeping or, you know, whatever the measurables are, you know, then you actually can, you know, look at, okay, how are we doing? Are we attaining these things? Um, but I thought it was interesting in the, in the one-year plan, you know, he, he recommended um, really only focusing on, you know, three, seven max sort of things you want to do in one year when it comes to, like, core planning and executing. Because um, he says if you start with that small number, you're still going to end up with, you know, a dozen or, or even 20 things that you want to do. But being able to prioritize, you know, that sort of three to seven um, it is a more realistic, and that's been the success model that, that he's seen for thousands of businesses who have gone, 
through this process. So I thought it was it was interesting. And then of course in that one year plan, you're still going to break down number of clients, profit margin, number of staff, operational, you know, implications, whether it's you know again going back to phones or desk or you know whatever the 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 hard operational um, you know things are. Um, but the one thing that 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 he didn't say in there, but it definitely sparked an interest for me, was I tend to sort of I, I look at okay, here's what the things are, and then I try to reverse engineer yeah, yeah. of you know like where I'm at, and then how I'm gonna like you know kind of just step it backwards, mm-hmm. you know. And so I felt like. Um, and, and that's the example that I gave you with, okay, if we have 160, you break it down to 120, right. you know, 30 hours here, 10 hours there, you go. So it's, it's breaking it up. You're like chunking it down to like, what are the small changes I can make to get to that? It has to be practical and right. tactical, right? I think that's, I just, it does. yeah, you gotta have a practical and tactical plan to, to get to, to your plan. So. I thought that was really good. Um, any other thoughts there that one year? No, I mean, just our one year is standardized, standardized, standardized. Yeah. Infrastructure yeah. is standardized. And, and I'm really glad that I keep saying that because mm-hmm. it helps me when I get really nervous, when I turn down a client, when mm-hmm. I turn down um, so no, some time yeah. of networking, um, when I'm doing my billing and it's not as high as I was hoping. Like, it's like, that's not what this year's focus is about. Not Our goal is not reach this revenue. Our goal this year is not take X amount of clients on. Our goal this year is 100% standardized, implement this EOS, um, you know, and so by just having those, that, you know, two to three part focus helps me from getting scattered. Because yep. I'm an idea person, so I'll, I'll get this idea in my head, and I'm like, this is fantastic, let's go this direction. Um, but that no, <laughs> we got to do that first, so that when so that the infrastructure is in place and I can take off with all my ideas. Um, it's not glamorous and it's not necessarily fun, um, but it's it, you got to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the 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 so they have the ten year, the three year, the one year, and then the the sort of tail end of the one year. Um, gets broken down into what he calls rocks, which are really just like little 90-day chunks, if you will, of execute, you know, plan, execute, measure, plan, execute, measure. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and they're going to go, we'll, we'll, we'll break that more into, I think, chapter eight, uh, when we go into rocks and, and really how to, how to make them maximize and, and create opportunity there. So um, the, the one year is broken up into these little 90-day rocks, which are your priorities. Uh, and then he leaves the last little window for issues. Yeah. Issues that are going to come up that are – and issues, I think, um, you know, and again, I, I know there's another chapter that he did, dives a little bit deeper into this, but I think of it as like it's obstacles, right, mm-hmm. that are going to get in the way of you achieving this. Right. Um, whether it's ego or whether it's building or whether it's signed agreements that you have with current vendors, like issues yeah. could be all the process, process issues, process issues mm-hmm. right? So it, it, it could be any, any number of things, but the issues are what's going to stand in your way of achieving your one-year plan, your three-year picture, and your ten your target. Yeah. So, and I like that issues list because um, I've heard it called something else in the past, 
um, of the parking lot mm. and you put all your issues in the parking lot and then um, every quarter when you're setting your rocks you look at that list and you, you go around like we did this last Friday we all put out our list the laundry list of it and then uh, tally where we had where we're all three of us agree yeah right. and then those were the ones that naturally rose to the top um, and because you're, you're we, and we probably have like 20 things and then we uh, focused on, I think there's six or seven um, that just rose to the top. And it was interesting which one did. It, it's kind of like a domino effect. It's like, oh, well, if we address this one, that will take care of some of these other ones that we have on the list. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it was also interesting, too, because we went around the room and what was um, important and pressing to my other team members wasn't necessarily important and pressing to me, but it was interesting to hear what was important to them and, and why. Right. Um, so that, you know, just to have that perspective of something that's maybe in my blind spot. Mm, blind spot. Right? Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so again, I, I'm going to put this up here and see if the, the camera can get it there. I think, yeah, look at that. Okay, so this is the vision traction organizer, and as you can see, it really paints a one-page picture of everything Chapter 3 talks about. So it's got uh, your value, your focus, your 10-year target, your marketing strategy, uh, your three-year um, picture, your one-year plan, your rocks, and your issues. So literally, your entire organization is, is mapped out in a vision and traction, how it's going to happen, in an organizational one-page chart that everyone can see that's in your leadership. This, guys, is, is really the ultimate piece, in my mind, of what Chapter 3 does, is it allows you to, to have this one-page thing. You know, you've, you've probably seen business plans, and they can be 30 oh, yeah, yeah. pages long. It's yeah. so overwhelming. But when you can put everything down on one page, in one chart, and, and sort of see it allows you a 30,000 foot perspective and at the same time be able to peek into just little nuances that are a part of the plan. Right. Absolutely incredible. This is my favorite part, guys. BTO. Yes, BTO, BTO. Is, is incredible. Uh -huh. um, guys, that is going to wrap it up for us today for episode five as we covered the book Traction by Gino Wickman. Um, next week, we're going to start with chapter four. The people? people. All right. Yeah. All right. So uh, very excited. Guys, thank you again. My name is Michael Wynn. I am the Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, Division of RV Oppenheim Associates. Thank you, Katie Lilly from well Lilly Field Accounting Solutions for joining me. And you guys have a great weekend. Catch you on Monday.